What does it mean to be woke and free? It means to be woke, educated, and enlightened, and you are unapologetically free to share your opinion while hearing out others, whether they agree with you or not. What does woke and free mean to you? It means digging down to what's really going on, not accepting information just because you are told it is the truth. It is waking up to the idea that there is a story behind the story. It is freeing yourself from the chains of control. How does one become woke and free? Make the decision, commit to a woke and free lifestyle and never look back. Subscribe to the educational and entertaining phenomenon of a podcast at WokenFree.com, W-O-K-E-N-F-R-E-E.com, and you will tune in every week for Woken Free Wednesday for an unforgettable show you can't get enough of. Woken Free is more than a podcast. It is a way of life. Anchor.fm out of Philadelphia. I'm Quincy Stallworth with Quince Questions. Uh, today, we are going to first give a uh, detailed uh, explanation of why we haven't been doing the episodes. One of the uh, one of our members, our beloved members and friends of the show, uh, Carl Benson died. And it was such a difficult loss. and It was unexpected, uh, not COVID related. But uh, it was a, a stroke and a blood clot, and he passed. And it was very difficult to know if uh, we, we should just keep doing episodes daily, like it, like it was not like like no one was lost to us. And and so uh, my wife and I, we can we decided to you know to keep going, and uh, you know we will in will in time create a special dedicated episode to uh, Carla Mibbinson. Uh, I'm, I'm kind of thinking maybe his birthday of next year. I'm not sure how or what we want to do, but I know we definitely want to uh, remember the legacy. So that is why we haven't been on, and I'm so sorry. And uh, I didn't even put out anything on social media. My wife, she she was just you know, she will you know we weren't even sure which way we were going to go, but. You know, here we are. We're back. Uh, this is episode 155. We've got so many more episodes. Artists are waiting. Uh, I- I'm not even going to wait every uh, twice a week. We're just going to pump them out until we catch up. Hopefully, we catch up this year. Uh, this interview was with an amazing spoken word artist named Jaded Island. I uh, found her on social media. She's phenomenal. Links will be in the description down below. We will also leave a link to a, a therapist uh, company you can check out called betterhelp.com. If you are dealing with depression and or suicidal thoughts, uh, you know, you need someone to talk to betterhelp.com, go to them for uh, therapy. Uh, please stay tuned. But first a message from our uh, most generous and gracious sponsors. Welcome to Headshots by Peggy Presents. It's a weekly podcast designed to encourage, inspire, and educate people in the industry. Our wonderful host, Peggy, is the most industry-savvy headshot photographer I know. She shares insights and interviews top industry professionals. You gotta love that. New episodes every Thursday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time. Hello, everyone. This is Quincy Stallworth. I'm here with the amazing Jaded Island spoken word poet. (laughs) 
Now, you realize that the kids love you too, right? I mean, I guess it's the colorful fashion. I am very eye-catching. Yes, kids. (laughs) Jaded Island is here. There we go. All right. Well, now that we know that the kids are here, you're here. Let me also say this. You're more than just a spoken word artist. You are a creative like to which I have never seen. And this is why I had to reach out to you and get get you on here, especially uh, with the idea that you're releasing. Um, you, you're, you've released an incredible collection of spoken word poetry on uh, audiobook and uh, in, in, in video form on YouTube. And, and you have an amazing website. Your Instagram page is phenomenal. Your ability to craft and style yourself is is spectacular. So with that being said, I got to know, how do you get started? Well, Quincy, this is going to be kind of a long story. I hope you have a cup of coffee ready just to sit back and listen to it. I'm going to plug in my tea maker right now so I can have some of my delicious green tea. (laughs) Yeah, it's definitely one of those like tea time type stories for sure. So I've been writing since middle school. I was an avid reader growing up and I love storytelling in all facets, but I didn't start writing until... I joined a poetry club of all things. And it was just something that my mom was like, oh, you got to get some extracurricular things in. And I was like, yeah, okay, I guess. But I loved poetry and I ended up writing my first poem. It got published in this like little cute anthology for the school. And I haven't stopped writing ever since. And I've just simply grown. But obviously as I've matured, my style changed, my motivations, what I write about has also changed as I've grown and experienced life around me. It's been a colorful journey, that's for sure. Well, that wasn't a mo- long of a story. I thought you. <laughs> I thought you were gonna. I gotta, really... I gotta. I gotta rest my. I gotta rest my voice. This is the money maker. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. So now you've created this incredible persona, uh, Jaded Island. What, what is the demographic you're aiming for? I. I, I can't tell if you're going for a younger audience you really appeal to an artistic and and mature audience of adults i i am not sure but i'm fascinated by what you do the hair alone is 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 worth a worth a an award from the kennedy center um <laughs> you know well, uh, that's good to hear you know who, who who are you aiming to 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 catch because you caught my attention and you know I'm 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 very old. I'm 44. I I I, I uh, passed. I was born when Elvis Elvis Presley passed. So you know I'm pretty old. So you caught my attention, and and uh, you caught the, the attention of our writers. They were like, wow, they, they, our writers are really fascinated with you. So <laughs> that being said, I have to know, you know, what, what is what what is the ultimate goal here? Because you were definitely going somewhere, but. I don't know. I'd like to know. What's the trajectory? (laughs) Um, I guess I'll start with your first question, my ideal demographic. I like to think that I speak to people who are creative or who are artistic, but feel kind of held back or I guess reduced in their everyday life. And I hope that my platform is a guiding light to be like, you know what, no matter what age you are, you can still do what you love and you can find your own comfort in 
style of self-love that fits you. Ideally, I would love to say that my target audience are people around my age. So people in their 20s, 20s to 30s, people who are in that transitional stage from being a kid and going into the, the full blossom of adulthood. But I also recognize that my audience is primarily made up of people who are not only around my age group, <laughs> I am so sorry about that. The kids went crazy. <laughs> yeah, no, no, it's fine. I get that my style is very appealing for kids because it's so vibrant, but I also know that a part of my audience are also people who are older, who are in their 40s and 60s. I have looked at my demographics on Instagram, mm. and I know that the reason why that is because people who are older feel like they can't be creative or do things that they love anymore but i'm like when you're an adult that's the best time to do what you love you have the money to do so you have the freedom there shouldn't be anything stopping you yes 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 that is so true and it, it reminds me of something ll cool j says uh dreams don't have deadlines mm -hmm. okay so you 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 you're 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 also an author and a, a writer and you know and, and you're an award-winning writer you know um what's it like to be an award-winning writer in a, in a in a culture that is like almost forgotten about the value of great writers like yourself um when i think of awards i don't put too much spotlight on it for the most part only because the reason why my writing got a little bit of traction is because some people found it and they liked it and for me as an artist and an author now my biggest goal in life is that someone will read my work and resonate with it and know that they aren't alone at the end of the day that is my true goal is that people will see that I have a hand outstretched and that they can also step forward and when my writing did win its first award for a digital expression and then later local hero, I was just like, whoa, this is a little intense for me, but I'm taking it one day at a time and I try to be as humble as I can and also giving credit to where credit's due. I wouldn't be here without the support of my family and the people in my community. And of course, all the people that tell me that I need to keep putting my pink energy out there. Like I love every single one of them and every word that I receive from my audience. I I see it, I acknowledge it, and it keeps me going as well. Cause even though I'm writing and I'm doing all this work, I'm still recovering, I'm still healing, and I'm still a human at the end of the day who is trying to find her way in life. Well, you definitely are a leader. In, in the way that you are creating and attracting people who find uh, your work and your photography and your uh, art, art, artistic abilities, healing, and, and even uh, a therapeutic. That being said, let's talk about this incredible spoken word piece you have titled Fears of Never Waking. This is really good. Thank you. Um... I know that when I was writing these poems, I wrote them mostly for me. And, you know, like you just said, writing can be therapeutic. And that's what it was for me for a very long time. It was a place for me to express myself and share what I couldn't say verbally to people who did harm me or things that distressed me. In the case of this poem, The Fears of Never Waking, I'm actually just talking about just such a simple fear about not being able to wake up in the morning. And I was at a space in my life where something like that really stuck with me for a very long time and i decided to write and one of the lines that i wrote in this poem that like really sticks out to me is listening to my own thoughts i question the very idea of sleep 
Why should I close my eyes when I fear the chance of never waking? And this was all written while I was in college. And you know, when you're in the dorm, you're away from home, I was out of state of all things. And mm. I was just alone by myself and I didn't know how to deal with that. That isolation, that being in a different space. And I was really scared of a lot of things and going to a liberal school with a lot of white folk, unfortunately, mm -hmm. there were other fears on top of that. And mm -hmm. this was just one of the poems where I expressed one of the fears that I experienced while I was there. Well, this is a phenomenal piece. For those of guys who have just joined us, we are with the amazing Jaded Island. You can find her on Instagram and I will leave a link in the description for her website. And she has great work on YouTube. This is her spoken word piece from her latest uh, a book that is a audio book and, and a written book that is out right now. This is Fears of Never Waking. Fear of Never Waking. The world sleeps around me. I lay back, letting the silence speak. My eyes close as I force my body to listen to my mind clinging to insanity. Eyes flutter open and gaze into the absence of light and peace of my room. My mind is agitated in the pursuit of making my heart weak. In the dark, I search for someone to stop the nightmare of humanity. It's a cold night, but yet I sweat with the horror of myself and its dark gloom. I beg for a reprieve from my mind's voices against everything I trust. Listening to my own thoughts, I question the very idea of sleep. Why should I close my eyes when I fear the chance of never waking? I doubted everything and no longer sought comfort in worldly lust. Throughout the night, I must survive against the words I thought cheap. Will I ever find peace in sleep when doubts have my soul shaking? Hello everyone, this is Quincy Starworth. I'm here with the amazing Jaded Island. Those guys really like poetry that much? <laughs> I, I definitely think so. I'm feeling a lot of joy and love right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, that's, that's a pretty interesting crowd there. So we're open again. The world is open, officially. The, the world's officially open. We were, we were locked down, you know, some people need to learn that, I remember when I was a kid, people would say, you know, it's so hot outside, I realized that if hell is this hot, I need to live right, because I can't go to hell if hell's this hot. This past year, as I've said to people, you know what, this year, this past year of being, you know, isolated and, and locked inside and, and, and everyone having to uh, really separate has taught me that you need to stay clean and stay out of jail because that's probably what jail is like. Most of you guys can't survive, you know, several months away from people. So imagine if you did something stupid and it put you away for several years. So we're all out. Everyone's free. We made bail. You know, we, we got our, uh, well, you got your $200, you, you, you went, you passed, go, you're out of jail. Now we're back out in the world of performing and what is the first place you're looking to do some spoken word at? Honestly, cause I'm in the DMV, I am looking forward to reading my work with Bus Boys and Poets. Mm. It's my favorite. Mm. <laughs> and I'm honestly, I'm like, I'm so excited and the anticipation of being able to read my published work there is giving me so much serotonin right now. Like mm. it's, it makes life worth it. You know, <laughs> I have been trying to get there so bad. It's ridiculous. Uh, so, so I, I, it's ridiculous. I had a plans with a, a, a Philly poet named crucial 
to go. And we just, uh, I don't know what happened. Things just fell apart. We didn't end up going. Busboys and Poets is legendary. And I mean, what is it like to even to read in Busboys and Poets? Because I, I would think that, first of all, the list is a mile long. And you have to know somebody to get in. I mean, w- what's it like? Honestly, when I find out, I'll let you know, because for now, my experience has just been sitting in the audience and basking in the, the you know, the aura of poets who made it on stage. Really? <laughs> now, when you go, are you going as Jaded Island or are you going as yourself? I go as Jaded Island. I'm an okay. artist whenever I step out, um, especially if you see me and my colorful hair. Like, that's me. That's me being Jaded Island. I'm an artist. And my style doesn't just happen on Instagram. It happens in real life, too. So if people see me in Busboys and Poets after this airs, uh, you'll know it's me for sure. Now, what is your writing? Uh, uh, what is your writing production like? Or uh, what's the word? Uh, what, what, what is your writing procedure like? I mean, uh, are you are you a visual writer or are you an emotional and um, does it come from a place of trauma? You know, where does your your incredible um, words come from? Oh, you're asking me about my creative process. Yes, Ooh, that's the word. Man. I'm for. <laughs> that's the word I'm for. Yeah. So since we read since we read poems from Belladonna, my grief, that will be the easiest thing to access for people who are listening now. So this entire book is based on the fact that I was recovering from not only trauma that I experienced at school, but the aftermath of that trauma, the what people don't see on, you know, blogs or posted about. I walk through in each poem what it's like to recover, to go through the stages of grief. In my second book, I talk about anger and how I tried to find my voice again. And so for me, when I'm writing, I am writing from a very emotional and emotive space, and it'll be very, very intense. Sometimes there are poems that are hard to sit with, and when I reread them, being in that space again is difficult. A good example of that is 49 Minutes. I love that poem, but it's also one of the saddest pieces that I've ever written. And I was surprised to see in my reviews that that one was actually uh, well-liked. It's a favorite for one of my first reviews. And I was just like, whoa, you liked that poem? <laughs> That's a really sad poem to like. But it was it was an important piece and one that definitely speaks to the struggles of Black mental health and just trying to find yourself again after you feel so broken and isolated and alone. Speaking of being isolated and alone, let's talk about this incredible spoken word piece, Court of Sexual Venting. This is the, 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 the title alone lets you know that, that you're dealing with some uh, serious trauma and it's very important that we are uh, careful as we uh, venture into these worlds with people because a lot of people um, have bottled these things up. And when they come across this spoken word, you know, a, a lot of things open up. And, you know, um, before we even uh, move forward, I would like to suggest anyone and everyone I know who who has been through uh, some form of um, trauma to get some therapy, get some, um, definitely get some mental therapy. Do not believe the stigma that comes along with that. Uh, there's nothing more important than getting, de- helping yourself develop and, and helping yourself learn how to process all of these emotions. That being said, can we please talk about court of sexual venting? Yes, we can. So in this photo shoot series, this is also one of the sets that was really challenging for me as a creative because 
I'm still trying to find comfort in my body and sexuality and growing up, you know, black and Baptist, it's hard to find comfort in those things, especially when you live in such a repressed society that relies on a lot of patriarchal ideals. Mm -hmm. But in this poem, it exactly, it's exactly a vent. I'm so angry at my experience of dating and romance in college. And I, there's like a world weary jadedness in the subtext of this poem. It's one of my favorites. Um, the photo shoot that went with it was inspired by the Queen of Hearts and I was just in my element. I felt powerful, I felt angry, I felt sad because I expected this beautiful romance of Prince Charming and all the things that they, you know, they sold us in fairy tales. And then when I got out and into the dating world, what did I see? Getting ghosted in DMs? Like, <laughs> it's it was a mess. Yeah. And I wrote a lot of poems about my experiences dating and that jadedness definitely shows a lot in my poetry book, Belladonna and My Grief. This uh, terrible trend of ghosting people is, I, I, like, I, I'm, uh, me and my wife were just talking about it, and I've just learned about it because uh, apparently I've been living under a rock my entire life. And, and I, maybe because I'm not that kind of person, and the people that I associated with never did that to people, but it is traumatizing to be ghosted. And, and I, like, people will tell me stories about, you know, the guy they went out with for six months and then the guy just vanished. And, and you're like, what? And what kind of human being does that? And this is. Yes, there's so many of them that do it too. Really? Like, although my experiences are laid bare in my books, there are so many people who I've spoken to, my friends when they went dating, the idea of being ghosted and like the online dating culture in general has like really shifted. And that's what's expected for people my age is to get out and go out date and meet somebody. But how are we supposed to meet somebody when they don't exist after three months of emotional commitment? Mm, mm. <laughs> That is a special type of crazy uh, MF right there who <laughs> does that. Um, for all of those of you who are listening, I'm with the incredible uh, Jaded Island. We are about to uh, partake and listen to an incredible spoken word piece from her latest collection. I believe this is from, you, you said the Belladonna in my grief? Yep, Belladonna in my grief. Okay, this is from her latest collection of uh, spoken word pieces, which you can find now on YouTube and and uh, I'll also leave a link in the description down below where, where else you can find this. This is Court of Sexual Venting. Court of Sexual Venting. I'm sick of the space between my thighs set as a corrupt court in which men argue for which entry point is correct, where their wounds are laid bare for a jury of misaligned politics and professors of the wrong genitalia. How weary is this court in between my melanin-kissed thighs, weeping in the lackluster presentation of empty orgasms that never happened. Sexual attention led this trial that kills every motivation to be liberated and proud of this desired body. It is so weary, hating upon pathetic voices that come stomping through my sexual freedom and take advantage of the space that opens up to them. Hello everyone, this is Quincy Starworth. I'm here with the amazing, spectacular, phenomenal, and irreplaceable Jaded Island. 
We just finished listening to a powerful piece called Court of Sexual Venting. Uh, make sure you guys check it out. Links will be in the description down below. Now, uh, Jade, let's talk about the photography that you have for your website, for your Instagram. Um, you, you are ignoring the awful trend of people who say, oh, blur out the background. Oh, um, um, cityscapes. And you, you are creating a style that I honestly have not seen, uh, in live action before, maybe a, a great anime movie or a cartoon, but you have a very unique style constantly pushing the envelope constantly on the edge of style, color, and fashion. How, how did this happen? So uh, first of all, let me tell you, I am a big anime and manga nerd. So if you do see some influences there, that's because I do love anime. So <laughs> me geeking out is a very common thing, but my style in general didn't pop off into the alternatives section until, what was that? Maybe like four or five years now. I'm still kind of new to the alternative fashion community, but I am blessed to be surrounded by other black J fashionistas and other people in the black alternative fashion community who have been with me from the day one that I decided to do pink hair and dress as crazy as I wanted to. The style is all about what makes you feel love, what you cherish, what makes you feel comfortable. For me, I wanted to get out of that gray zone that I was in uh, when I was in college. And pretty much as soon as I graduated, I just went off the rails essentially. But I love pink and pink is my comfort color and it means so much to me. Mm. And while my style shifts from softer looks to more dynamic and more colorful, there's always one consistency and that is the color pink, mm. which is where pink energy comes from. For me, the color pink is a limbo color. It is a sign of red and white, dark and lightness all in one. And that's how I view the color. And that's why I dress in the way that I do. It's interesting because as I look at your photography, as I scroll down, it's very calming. And, and, and you know what, you know what? Um, I was just talking to my wife about this, how, you know, one of the um, Instagram tends to be uh, a big FOMO machine. And, and there are so many people who you look at their Instagram, and you're like, you know, you feel guilty, like, oh, I need to lose weight. Oh, I need to create. Oh, I need, you know, it feels like someone's punching you in the gut as you scroll down their page. I don't get that from your page. And I recommend anyone who, who uh, wrestles with FOMO Follow Jaded Island. You'll feel great. <laughs> there's something, there's something uh, very unique and, and and special about what you do as a as a as an alternative fashion creator. I love it. Oh yeah, anyone who follows me, you'll quickly realize that I'm not posting necessarily for the likes or to present a lifestyle that is way out of my reach. I mean, I understand that influencers are very popular and you can love those people as much as you want, but I wanted to have a platform that is true to me and I wanted that emotional authenticity. So my feed is gonna be messy. It's gonna have those emotional truths in my little descriptions. I'm sharing my life, I'm sharing my process. I'm sharing my love of the color pink. Mm. At the end of the day, I'm still just the bookworm who loves pink too much, who collects Hello Kitty, drinks too much coffee. That's gonna show in all of my content regardless. I love it, I love it. I love it. What's next for the amazing Jaded Island? 
it would be amazing if I could finish another book this year um, mm. besides my first two. I'm kind of addicted to being an author now. Like now that I've achieved what was one of my top dreams, I now know that I can do it and I will do it and continue to do it. When's the science fiction Octavia Butler style story coming? Oh my goodness. The rest of forever. First of all, you should actually be roasting me right now on this radio show and be like, Jade, finish your damn book, please. Yeah, and I'm, I'm, we, yeah. we need this. We need this book. Listen, I am a huge fan. I, right, I don't know if anyone knows this, but there's this incredible series of video games called Mass Effect that just got released. I play every video. I don't play a video game if I can't craft a female version of my wife in a game. I don't know why. I'm crazy. That is so cute. It's crazy. It's absolutely crazy. So every every I don't I don't even buy a game unless I can unless there's a character creation tool in it where I can create my wife. I uh, created her for Mass Effect and I'm going to play the entire series one, two and three. People tell me this is 130 hours. I'm okay with this. I'm going to be a different person when this is finished. So (laughs) I love science fiction. That's all I, I want you to know when when or please finish it just you know not when you know it's no rush no rush i want to rush you but don't rush no rush Take no no someone should really just get on me for it because like i've been working on my fantasy novel for so long you gotta you got and you gotta. i gotta get over that imposter syndrome yeah, and just do it and well, give us a hint. and i know it's gonna be worth it what's the main character <laughs> is the main character like you i mean Please tell me the main um, Actually, I modeled the villain in my novel after ooh, myself. Ooh, ooh, I did not model ooh. the main character after well, me. Well, That's a little character? too vain. All right, well, who's the main the character? Main character- <laughs> the okay, main I'm character's sorry. name in my novel is Ambrose. Okay. And she just found out that her entire world is built on a lie and that mm. the royals of that city of her universe um, are doing something horrible to the people of her of her kingdom, and she's going to fight back. And the main villain, Calypso. Oh, I love my villain so much, but I know that whenever I have people like beta reading my work, they're like, I don't really care for Calypso. Like, I don't like her, and it, like she's it, cool, it but may like be a better movie <laughs> villain than a, a book villain. Sometimes, uh, sometimes you read uh, a lot of times the, the like say Harry Potter. I, I didn't can, can connect with uh, Voldemort in the book. But in the movie, I, I understood his. You know, I, it depends on the director and how they shift it. But I'm not. I'm not. I'm not trying to to, to change anything you're doing. Keep doing what you're doing. Uh, when you put it in the machine, when you when you take what you create and you put it in the machine, something beautiful emerges. It's like it's like those um, videos where you take like a bunch of crayons and you put them on the uh, the, the radiator and they, they 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 bloom out into various colors. It's it's crazy. Crazy. Oh my goodness. I think a lot of people would like it because it's a fantasy novel that isn't based on racist tropes for one. I've gotten really tired of that being the main plot point for fantasy stories. Um the, the, the and really my strong black character is really smart but dies somehow sacrificially. Yes, all my characters <laughs> are people of color. Ambrose is black, her best friend is black, the royals are also black technically. Yeah. But it's just like <laughs> I wanted a world where racism wouldn't be the main plot. Yeah. Instead, I actually I'll tell you this. This is the thing that's not out there in the world. Yes, yes tell us. Tell the us. secret goodies. It's only it's so only three thousand people listening right now. Go ahead. <laughs> But listen to you, 3,000 people, uh, keep it under wraps, please. But um, just like my poetry books have a very subtle religious inspiration to it, even though I wouldn't consider myself as religious as I was in my past, 
the rest of forever my novel is based off the concept of the 40 silver pieces in the bible the ones that were used to portray jesus and my whole story was built after that concept and i absolutely love it i'm obsessed with gemstone lore um fantasy elements magic systems it's high fantasy so it's it's a lot that's why it's taking me so long because i'm literally creating everything from scratch <laughs> i just I, I got goosebumps okay okay i got goosebumps i can feel this is going to be great what can we as as readers as listeners do to support your 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 creativity what can we do to support your writing how can we hurry up and get this book done is there a GoFundMe i can send money or something can i sell candy on the corner of market street here in philadelphia what can i do honestly if anyone is interested in supporting me like that i do have a patreon um also being a subscriber to my blog tells me that people want to see my writing and are part of that process with me you can always follow me on social media for the the financially free support. I, I always appreciate when people give me feedback. And I'm always looking for people to beta read my stories so that I can have a better understanding of how my story is received. I'm someone who writes on the fly. I don't plan an entire outline like some writers. I'm a pantser, which, which is what that style of writing is called. So I just write chaotically. Mm. So it helps to have a little bit of like a guiding voice in the reader who's reading a sample of my work. And if you want to support me, just... Throw me a message and be like, Jade, please write. Please continue to write. Like, I'm here for your writing journey. I love your fashion, but you're a writer. Write your stuff. <laughs> right. Uh, you know, I feel now, now I've, you know, oh my God, I, I, I figured it out. What you're doing with your alternative fashion, this is like a collage of, for, 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 your, for, your, for your book. This is a, this is, a, you know, uh, certain characters look like this, other characters. This is brilliant what you're doing. I don't, maybe you're doing it subconsciously. You don't even know it. This is brilliant. I love it. No, it's very purposeful. You're just the first to notice it, actually. I, 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 <laughs> I, you know what? I, I just caught on. Um, oh, my God. This is, this, is, this is brilliant. What you're doing, you know, don't stop. Don't stop. Don't stop. Don't stop. That's all, that's all I want to say. Um, let's talk about this very, very interesting piece you have titled 49 Minutes. Oh man, um, can I just put out a disclaimer that if you are someone who is experiencing suicidal ideations or is in a space where you're in that headspace, please go out there and find someone to talk to, find a therapist if you can, a support group. Mm -hmm. Reach out to me if you want um, some more resources. I work in within the psychology field, so I have a few connections that I don't mind sharing. And I think it's really important that we acknowledge mental health conversations a little bit more. But onto this poem. As you can probably tell, it's one of the, the harsher poems in my book. And I was surprised that it was favored so well for my early readers. But 49 minutes, where do I begin with this? Are you familiar with Doctor Who? Yes, <laughs> I'm old. Of course I know Doctor Who. <laughs> um, I, I mean, I, I didn't technically grow up on Doctor Who. I fell into it in sometime in college, but I love the idea of time and Time Lords. Doctor Who is one of my favorite things to watch. Another comfort show for me. Yes. But the photo shoot that paired with 49 Minutes was based on the concept of like TARDIS blue and being a time lady. And the reason why is because in this poem, in exactly 49 minutes, I was stuck in a headspace of suicidal ideation. 
And as you go through this poem, you're experiencing my thoughts laid bare. It's very experimental, um, but you get those thoughts that like shift in and out of your head while you're trying to get yourself back on your feet. And as you read this piece, it's it's hard. It's hard to read and recognize that this is someone who is trying to stop herself from killing herself. And it's it's a really, really sad poem. And even when I was doing the photo shoot that went with it, I, I felt a little uncomfortable and I had to challenge myself yet again as a creative because I know that this was one of the most important pieces in my book, but at the same time, I was like, I, I still remember what that headspace was like. I was in agony for exactly 49 minutes and I knew mm. the time because I remember the day that I wrote this. Wow, that is powerful. We will leave a number and a web link in on this episode, a very special episode of, of Jaded Island. We will leave a link in the description to Suicide Prevention Hotline and links where you can go and, 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 and get a connection with, with uh, qualified therapists. Therapy doesn't have to be expensive either. A lot of people are afraid of $300 an hour, and I would be too. I can't afford it. But there are more affordable uh, op options for therapy. So we will leave a link in the description down below. Uh, you can find uh, Jaded Island on Instagram. You can find her on her website. I will also leave that link in the description. This is her incredible piece, 49 Minutes. Forty nine minutes. Forty nine minutes felt like hours, felt like months. I lay down to sleep to end the day, make all the pain go away. Those voices in my head spoke louder and slower, enunciating horrible ideas for relief. Death, they chanted over and over, like a church choir begging for the sin of a self-inflicted death. Do it. It'll stop. No more. It'll stop. Do it. I can't, I cry, as tears escape my tired eyes. I refuse to inflict this damage on those I love and cherish. Don't worry about them. Do it for yourself. Take this time to be selfish and end the misery you carry in your eyes. Just do it. It was 49 minutes of planning my final stage exit, ending the chapter of my existence, and writing the letters that should not be written. Just do it. 49 minutes felt like 22 years of agony, and I'm tired of it. I'm tired of failing and experiencing these things. What is this life, I wonder? What did I do to deserve this? 49 minutes should never cut at my skin like this. Time should not determine the value of my life, and I'm scared of these voices, and I'm alone. Alone for 49 minutes. Just do it. You said you were better. You told them you were fine. I lied. In 49 minutes, I realized I wasn't the woman I remembered. Instead, in 49 minutes, I was a body waiting for a grave. In 49 minutes, I was swept away into a place I do not want to enter, but it opens doors everywhere I step, begging my entry into the motionless void, where my smiles are no more. My love is nothing more than ashes. Any effort I've given spired away from success and achievement. This is my world, isn't it? In these 49 minutes, I faced the real reality, and I wanted to do it. Hey, y'all. 
My name is Ernest Owens. I'm an award-winning journalist and CEO of Ernest Mini Empire, LLC. I just launched a great new podcast called Earnestly Speaking, where we talk about friends, foes, and anything that goes. I love talking about the news, politics, social issues, pop culture, entertainment, everything that you probably don't want other people to know you're thinking about. So if you really want to hear a black criminal's perspective on the world, this is the podcast for you. And if it's not, it's still the podcast for you. Your brand is operating on your behalf 24 hours a day and brand consistency builds confidence. At 1030 Designs, we help you build brand confidence by creating cohesive logos, social media posts, websites, and marketing materials so your audience knows who you are at a glance. We're here to help, and we're ready to get busy for you. Visit us at 1030designs.com today. That's 1030designs.com. I want to thank Jaded Island so much for coming on. Thank you for hanging out and thank you for being patient for the episode to come on. So sorry. It took so long. Uh, we were dealing with tragic loss. I'm so sorry. Thank you so much guys for listening. Stay tuned for an amazing interview with photographer, a model, Anari Brianna. Uh, this woman is probably one of the most beautiful women in the world. She's extremely talented. She's worked with, uh, models and artists like uh, Tenariel and and the list goes on. Uh, I, I don't have the list in front of me because I, I'm not reading it right now, but she's a phenomenal uh, uh, photographer. Episode 156. Stay tuned. It'll be just shooting out, so stay tuned. Quince Questions is a production of Anchor.fm and the good people over at Spotify. All the music you heard in the background was given and provided to us by Epidemic Sounds. The written poetry was given and written to us and spoken by Jaded Island. Make sure you guys check her work out on all social uh, platforms and, and get her new book. She's an amazing, amazing writer. Uh, we also want to thank the talented staff at 1030designs.com. We're crafting logos and promotional materials. We, uh, Quince Questions executive producer is Jacqueline Stallworth. Our technical director is Tahara Goldstein. Our editor in chief is Joshua Stevens out of Folk Rock, PA. Our engineer is Caden Riley out of Cherry Hill, New Jersey. Our interviews written and produced by Janet Gilmore, Kayla Kyra Coven. And for those, and there's so many other people who listen, like, uh, uh, uh to the music. Uh, there's, there's my mother-in-law, Jane Gilmore is my father-in-law, uh, Michael Gilmore. So many people help out and I don't mention them. And I, after losing Carl, it was like, man, I need to thank everybody, but the, the episode would never end because as the music stopped, you would still hear me talking just like you do now. And this is just to point out that, you know, it may seem like I'm just some guy doing this by himself, but I have a lot of friends who are really good people and I, I'm really grateful for all of you. So uh, just stay tuned, uh, be safe out there. And oh, uh, check us out, check me out at uh, So Far Philadelphia. I'm doing a lot of uh, the MCing over there. So, you know, just take care of yourselves.